everyone. Welcome back to Cuento with Ano. But for today's episode, we are going to Cuento with my dear friend, Sace, because it's Pride Month. We are going to talk about transgender. Because, you know, I'm All learning. Right. A lot of people are learning. Mm-hmm. And no better person to teach me than my friend, Sace. So, Sace, would you give us a little background about you? Oh, oh uh... Um, hi, I'm Sace. I identify as a demisexual transgender man. I'm pre-operational, so meaning I haven't done anything medically to transition, but that that doesn't define who I am. So basically, you can you can identify as transgender without doing anything medical. It's up to you because not a lot of people is allowed to do it medically due to some underlying conditions. So yeah, um, in my case, I'm just trying to find the right timing because I do believe that transitioning doesn't have a deadline or like a timeline. It's basically where you feel like it's the right time. Well, you know, because you mentioned that there's no right time, I'm wondering if it's okay with you to share with us, was it easy for you to be in that journey of finding your true self basically in that question mm-hmm. um luckily i grew up with parents who aren't they're religious but they're not the kind of i'm gonna kick you out of the house so I, technically i never came out because ever since i was a child i actually thought i was a boy like i had like really short haircuts and I wanted to be a martial arts uh, practitioner when I was younger. And I remember like very specifically, I went, I, I'm, I'm a born again Christian. So when I went to church, they're like, oh, this is your son. And my mom was like, no, 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 like, it's just a haircut. And then ever since I grew up, like, you know, in elementary school, people would ask, um, you know, imagine asking an eight year old kid, like, are you gay? And you're a parent like it's 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 a weird like dynamic and yeah. you know i was like i grew up like thinking without anyone teaching me i just said i really don't care if anybody like questions my sexuality and then once i turned 14 i i was like maybe i'm bi because i had a, i had a crush on this guy but i just re- re- recognized that i don't like him i just want to be him <laughs> and then i identified as lesbian and then later on back in college i kind of like discovered because i started to go out uh go to pride march and then um saw some trans guys and i'm like oh i actually kind of identify that way so that was my journey and i never told like i never like said to my parents or my family like hey um, i'm trans i'm not straight i just started answer, answering titas and titos who would ask me like so when are you gonna have a boyfriend? I'm like, I don't like boys. <laughs> straight up. And then straight huh? up. Yeah, straight up. And then my mom, I would see my mom like her eyes would just like go like what are you saying? <laughs> so that's the So I I just didn't care. Like I was I, I think I banked on sadly on the privilege that they're not gonna kick me out. I'm just gonna do anything. Right? So um, it's a very different progress, which I wish a lot of kids would have because, you know, despite living in a very religious family, my titos and titas weren't really like, you know, ah, your child's gay. No, they're not like that. My One of my titas is actually married to a pastor. She was like, Nako, you know, just let let them be. Let them be. You know, you know, love, uh, understanding is, is, is limitless. Like, that's one of the things that she told my mom is that, understanding somebody that you love never ends Mm. because that's your child so 
you know, I grew up very, very healthy. And then, you know, I have cousins that, you know, just directly asked me like, so how does this work? Like, you know, what's gay, what's trans, what's lesbian? So that's, that's, what, that's my journey. And then I found out that my brother is gay. So I started, you know, creating this environment where he wouldn't have this feeling. And sadly, he lives in Australia. So he gets bullied for being Asian and gay. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I'm still trying to find a way that it, at least when he comes home in this household, he feels safe enough. You know, that's, that's very lucky for you. are very lucky to have. Yeah. Like that, because mm-hmm. not a lot of people are like that, right? But, yep. you know, I want to ask, because I want to nitpick on that part where you said that you have, an, you have a tita who's mm-hmm. married to a pastor. You're her nephew, and do you think it's because you're her nephew, but do you think it's going to be different if you were her own child, her own son? I think um, I think it's gonna be different, but at the same time, I do believe that progress is not linear. So maybe when I was like you know a little bit younger, she's kind of oh no 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 no. But I think um, over the time, you know, I couldn't I, I won't expect that everybody will be as accepting as I hope they would be. But at least they're trying to respect a part of their family. At least I I'm gonna set an example for her. So I I I'm hoping that you know it's in progress is not linear. So at, but at least she's making progress. So I think I still believe that it's gonna be different. But at the same time, being that gay cousin maybe opens some doors to my other cousin who's probably in the closet. I'm not saying that there there's some, but I'm I'm thinking of that way. So <laughs> um I wanna be that 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 image. Like uh, you know I sorry, but this is gonna be kind of a little bit off top topic. But, you know, in the musical Fun Home, I remember this song, Ring of Keys, where, you know, uh, a very young Alison Bechdel saw this butch lesbian in the cafe. And then and she felt like, oh, I want to be that kind of person to other kids where, and other titas and titos where they kind of realize, oh, it's okay. I mean, they're doing good. So just being, being that opening to their progress is, I think it's already a step towards to a proper acceptance. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, know, like yeah. You're saying? Yeah, I think um it's kind of like how could I hate on these people when I love my nephew? You know, yeah. Cuz I do agree that like having you know, in that idea of having a family member who's who identifies as a, in the LGBT community is a step mm-hmm. progress. And you know, recently I've somebody told me that they had this professor i'm not gonna name what school that is or what there there's this person that said that um which really triggered me as a person who identifies in a member as a member of the lgbt community is that they said nah, along the lines of saying alam nyo dahil nag-iingay yung mga members ng mga lgbt community na yan parang mas lalo yung attention na bibigay sa kanila yung spotlight na bibigay sa kanila dahil maingay sila and that triggered me because the only reason, the main reason why we are, you know, making noises is not for attention per se, but because we need recognition. Because, yep. you know, in our country, in a very Catholic-dominated country, diba, when constitutional rights or laws do not recognize, you know, LGBT people or specifically trans, non-binary people that, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes it hurts not only them not only us people who are who are identified in the lgbtq community but also like anybody 
Yep. Right? You agree? Yep. So, yep. Mike, what do you think about that? When um, I think um, they think that, you know, human rights is a pie, but it's not. You know, just because... Just because a, a minority or oppressed group gets the same rights as yours doesn't mean it's getting taken away from you. And mm. what they don't realize is even straight people do have soji. <laughs> so they think that, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not called the LGBTQIA plus bill. It's called the soji bill, you know, because everybody does have soji. And it also affects allies, it also affects heterosexual people when they get discriminated due to their identity and sexuality. And that's something that, you know, we are creating laws and rights. We're trying to pass bills that not only protects us, but also protects them because they're not, nobody's safe from discrimination. It's one thing that they don't recognize. Yeah. You know what? I totally agree with that. But I also want to extend that when people say nobody's, um, nobody's affected by discrimination, everyone's affected by discrimination. I feel like, I feel like anybody besides men are affected by discrimination. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're rich and have power, you are not affected. But if you're a woman, yeah. you are still affected. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, straight men who are showing effeminate actions are also discriminated. Yeah. Even the, even if they're in power, because I mean. Um, a lot of celebrities, the moment they show femininity, they're like, oh, maybe he's gay. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. See, that's what people <laughs> fail to understand. Yeah. It's this gender roles that people are supposed to follow through. And mm -hmm. I think... It's, it's the extreme heteronormativity in the Philippines. Yes, yes. So that said, do you think, do you agree that women's rights are trans rights? What are your yes. thoughts? Because trans women are women as well. I agree. That's true. I also, <laughs> and I also want to say that, you know, because a lot of trans rights, trans rights are, a lot of them are rooted also from women's rights. Do you agree? Because mm -hmm. it's yes. kind of the same legal battles, the same constitutional right mm -hmm. battles do not, do just basically ask for equality, Right. Yes, because no matter what you mentioned earlier, no matter how powerful, rich, or your position you are, as long as you're a woman, you're a minority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, well, also with that, moving on from that, I kind of want to ask you, you know, being in the Philippines with, you know, if there's homophobia, there's transphobia. Have you, if, if it's okay with you to share that if you've ever experienced having somebody be transphobic to you? I mean, there's a lot of it. Like, how, um, the, one of the reasons I haven't transitioned yet is because I don't, I want to be, I want to be in the body that I want, but I don't want to go through the emotional thermal or the psychological thermal that, that I go to LTO and they call my dead name. <laughs> because I don't have the right to change my name. I have I don't have the right to change my gender marker. So it's so hard. It's so it's so hard. Like that's already a form of transphobia. And then people just blatantly assuming your pronouns every single day. That's that's kind of like annoying as hell. Like <laughs> But you know what um Luckily, I found ways, like for example, the, the school that I graduated from, like Benilde, they have gender neutral bathrooms. And then my, the company that I work with, they actually like just offered 
um, because uh, because they started learning about Soji Essie uh, a couple of days ago. They kind of just offered that to change my name in every single company document that I have. So I think, yes, there is still transphobia and homophobia and biphobia in the Philippines, but I, I want to still recognize that there is still progress. But we have to accept as well that the Philippines is standing on tolerance, not acceptance. Yes. Totally agree. So I may maybe maybe I do have the privilege. I do have the the lucky cards that I played, where I feel safe in my environment. But that's not the case for everyone. That's why we need to keep on, you know, using this privilege, using this platform, to speak up and and to help the underprivileged. That is true. So next thing I want to ask also, I mean, because you did mention that in your workplace, you are lucky enough to work in that kind of job that that recognizes you. I mean, for mm. person, I mean, I know what kind of job you have. I know where it's located. So maybe that's also one reason why it's in a progressive country. Yeah. Right. But because of that, I want to ask how, like, because you've been recognized with, you know, you mentioned that your name has been, you know, change in all company documents do you i'm sure that there are times that people still misgender you and Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that if it's the first time it's okay if it's like the third or second i'm gonna get i gotta get pissed (laughs) but at the same time i wanna i wanna highlight on the fact as well that my company actually the, the 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 area that started the movement is in the philippines it's actually our operations manager and you know uh, our Filipino people and culture uh, manager who actually started this because they wanted to highlight that there's our company is very diverse. So, you know, um, I think at the same time, I'm proud of, you know, my country, my, my fellow Filipino men in the company to started to, who started this movement within the company. And at the same time, you know, um, the first time I joined the company, they actually asked everyone their pronouns. Like, you know, please put your pronouns on your Slack channel. And I think it's a really good way. So I think if it's the first time and they, they didn't check, check my Slack profile, I'm okay. I'm just going to correct them. But if it's like the second or third, I'm going to send them a message. <laughs> but it's okay. Like, you know, don't, don't feel like I'm going to attack you. Like, you know, I, I remember this post by Demi Lovato who came out as non-binary. Like, you know, sometimes I do misgender myself because it's a learning progress. So if you make a mistake, just apologize and not do it again. But if you do it again, man, I'm just, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you out of it. <laughs> you see, I mean earlier I did. I'm still there, yeah. But obviously, I I also make myself like correct myself because mm. nitpicking from what you said earlier, you said something about your name, the LTO people calling mm. your dead name. You know what? Me, as somebody who's constantly learning, and 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 somebody close to me did just correct me, and I've been aware of it. You know how people, um, and I remember you posting about this also before, about um, Sandro Marcos being yeah. you know, like Jake Cyrus. It is mm. a, it's an insult, right? Could you tell yes. us about that one? Um, it's an insult to, to the both of them. Like, you know, um, at the same time, I don't think Jake Zyrus deserves to be compared to him. <laughs> at the same time, I think um, it's an, an they use it as an insult against Sandro Marcos. But it, 
guys, you you don't recognize that the fact that you know being trans isn't an insult. Not. And ironically, like a lot of women and gay men posted that joke, and I'm like, do you guys recognize this? Like you're giving Sandro clout, <laughs> and you're also insulting a fellow member of the LGBTQI community, and these women are, you know, do these women and gay gay men, specifically gay men. I'm sorry, but specifically gay men, are you know, showing transphobia. Mm. So it, it kind of, kind of like, guys, come on, you can't say it's just because how they look. It mean it means that you're using being a transgender man as an insult against Sandro Marcos while giving him clout in this political crisis. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's true. Now, because can you? Would you say can you blame the gay men? Being- At the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, gay men doesn't recognize. They don't. Some some gay men, huh? Like they don't recognize that at the end of the day, they still benefit from male privilege. I wanna. Could you say that again? Because I feel like that that is very important for people to know. Yeah. Um. I wanna. I wanna read. I wanna read something from my Soji SE slide yeah. that explains all of this. Okay. Go <clears throat> down. It so it talks about um recognizing privilege. It is from an article that I wrote back in college. So there was this is this is 6 years ago. Uh no, 4 years ago. So it says being a part of the LGBTQI community does not excuse you from having gender-based privileges. Because some gay men forget that at the end of the day, they are still males and still benefit from male privilege. They can be as misogynistic as their straight counterparts, sometimes forgetting that being under the umbrella of the LGBTQIA community does not give them the free pass in doing misogynistic actions. Free pass. Yes. Yep. I totally agree with that. Yeah, like you know those statements like, Ayoko nga sa'yo may pepe ka, ayoko nga sa'yo babae ka, like, iyo ka di relaso, like, Mm, Come mm, on. Mm. Okay, here's the, thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, because a lot of a lot of counter arguments with that, I, I can I can already hear other people say if the roles were reversed, if gay if gay women, if lesbians or or, or bisexual women say, oh, I don't like you because you're a man because you have a dick. Mm-hmm. Do 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 you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. Like, roles were reversed. Do you think we're also right for saying for saying that? Because I used it's to the- say that, and I learned that okay, it, it's being hypocritical of me. And one thing is, yeah. are hypocrites. So I what- think it's uh, it's because I think it's more of the idea of not specifically the genitalia, because some trans women doesn't have bottom surgery, but if you like women, are going to say I don't like you because you still have a dick. Like, you know, it's it's very um, it's very um, it's devaluing somebody to their biological sex when you say I don't like you because you have a vagina. Mm-hmm. Because some trans men are gay. Yes. So that's that's the misogynistic part of it. So if the roles were reversed, I think it's more of the lesbians because they don't really like men. And with gay men, it's it's more of, you know, how they talk to women. And sometimes they give, they think they have free 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 pass to touch their, you know, touch them without concert. Because I've I've seen this in some bars. Like I'm not gonna mention, but you know, like some gay men, like ah. <laughs> like you know yeah, touch yeah. other women so it does not give them the free pass and at the same time 
imagine being queer and also a woman. That's like a triple, like triple double uh, minority. <laughs> imagine being being a trans lesbian in the Philippines. That's like minority over a minority. <laughs> That's true, and you know what sucks? But you're gonna hear people say, especially from the older generation, a lot of them would say if they hear something like that, they'd be like, "But kailan pang mag-identify ng ganyan? But ang daming kaartyah na ganyan." And in in my personal experience as well is that misogynistic actions. It I ha- it happened to me in high school because my biggest bullies were gay men. Because I, I I I looked like a butch lesbian when I was in high school, and they were my biggest bullies. They're like, ah, kadiri babae ka parin naman eh. parang. That's wow, wow. That's the that's that's the root of what why I said that they're they, it's misogynistic when they say, oh my god, babae ka kadiri ka naman. parang. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they try to say it as a joke i still think mm. that jokes should be thought well and be you know tactful with it because yeah people a lot of people regarding regardless if they meant it intentionally or unintentionally i feel i still feel like making a joke is a choice mm-hmm. and, and you know backing track with what you said if the rules were reversed at the same at the, at the end of the day if we, even if we joke about it they're still in privilege except for us like even if we say oh i don't like dicks and you're a lesbian i mean the, i mean oh. i get it it's still it's still a little bit transphobic but at the same time they're still using privilege because you know having a dick guarantees your privilege in this country like almost everywhere totally agree well okay now i have a question that just pop out of my head. What do you think about when people say that? When, oh, you can't say that because you're not gay. I can say that because I'm gay. Or I can say that because I'm I'm bisexual. Or I can say that because I'm the one being discriminated. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that one? I mean, it, it really... Um... You know, there's there's a lot of gay, there's a lot of straight people who ha- who has free pass because they're honorary gays. But you know, the, you have to still um recognize what's a joke and also a slur. Mm. So I'm I'm okay with understanding, but the moment like somebody tells you, oh, you can't you can't say this, you can say this or that, the the proper response is, can you explain me why I want to learn? Yes, yes, you know. One of my triggering um, terms as, as somebody who identifies as a, as a member of the LGBT is when people say the word Ibo. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one who, disliked, who dislikes the word. And mm-hmm. recently I had this, um, some, but not recently, but a few months ago, somebody made a joke that said to my friend, oh, congrats, Ibo. And I'm mm-hmm. like, while tibo is supposed to really be an adjective, it, it brings a negative connotation, at least to somebody like me, someone like me. Now, I don't really like the word tibo because it has a history of having negative connotation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And also the word lesbian. Like, I know other people yeah. are with it. Other people feel indifferent with that word. But for me, it's like... and Yeah. This is why I just say that I'm queer or gay a lot of the times, even though I know, I mean, I do identify as bisexual and 99.9% of the time I'm more into women 
So mm-hmm. which makes me, a lot of people would say, oh, then why would you just identify yourself as a lesbian? And although they, it, it, it's, it's still my identification, still mm-hmm. my identity, I don't like, parang, you know, like it felt like to me, I had to adjust towards this. Like, honestly, if I were in the States, in a little more progressive society, I'd definitely say, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm, there is a mo- there is a high chance that I would identify myself as a lesbian. Mm. But because I am in the Philippines, I adjusted to our society in the sense that I feel like it's more tolerating to say mm-hmm. that I, especially mm-hmm. my mom, because mm-hmm. it still gives them a hope, oh, you could still be into men, but I know for a fact that I'm yeah. not do that anymore. Well, I think the word tibo it comes from the you know local Filipinos using it as a derogatory term. While lesbian is it it's it oh God I hate to say this but over the time they reduced it into a porn category when it's an identification by somebody like come on it's an identity. So I think it's time for us to reclaim those identities. Exactly, exactly. People have sexualized the term lesbian or the male gaze. Which yes. So, wow. Which is very misogynistic. Exactly. I mean, this whole homophobia, it all boils down. It's to- so diverse. It's so multidimensional. Privilege and homophobia and transphobia is so... And vipovia is so multidimensional. It's not black and white. So yeah. it's a really, really huge topic to tackle on. But I think the first step is reclaiming those identities. Be proud of who you are. That's why I started identifying like, hey, I'm trans. I used to identify like, oh, I'm, I think I'm queer. But, you know, I'm starting to own, oh, I'm demisexual. I'm not going to sleep with you unless we have an emotional bond. I, I identify as trans. I'm going to own it. So I think a first step within our society and our um, community is to own those um, own those identities. And, you know, sadly, you know, um, sorry for Moira, but, you know, the song Titibo Tibo is actually like, a co- it contributed to the fact that people think Tibo is, is, a, is a word wherein, oh, it can change. They can still change. This is Tibo, you know, but start reclaiming those identities. It's like how lesbian women and butch lesbians specifically reclaim the Mio meme. In Pride March, you see a lot of lesbians writing their memes. They're claiming it. You know, you can use, you can't use it as an insult anymore. We're gonna claim it. <laughs> People fail to recognize that, no. Yeah. Oh, um, because you mentioned multidimensional, I I want to ask you. I mean, I know the difference between these two terms between transgender and intersex. So maybe mm. for our listeners. Could you tell us more? What would be the difference between transgender and intersex? Because a lot of the times, people yeah confuse those two. So, basically, before, it's only Soji, right? Now, it's Soji SC. So, it's sexual orientation, gender, identity, expression, and sex characteristics. Now, with SC, which is sex characteristics, that's where intersex falls from. So, it's basically your anatomical composition so when you were born like the doctors look at you oh like this is a guy this is a girl so it's it's what you have in between your legs so if you have both and if you have like two or more chromosomes that decides who you are you're probably intersex because some 
people, they look like guys, but they have ovaries. So that's intersex. While transgender is, you probably identify the opposite or other than your gender marker in your birth certificate. So that comes with, that's why non-binary is also under the transgender umbrella. Because you don't identify with what your birth certificate or the doctors dictate about you. You know, see, it. do you see how from once I, once I edit this podcast, it feels like we've talked about just a few concepts, but they go deeper because it's such a complex yeah. time. I've got 10 minutes, but because it's such a complex. I mean, you can topic. extend. I can still say if you want to talk more. Another thing, but like, because it's such a complex conversation. Now, do you think, and I know you had a talk about this a few days ago about the Soji SE bill. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, do you think that our country, the Philippines, is ready for the Soji bill? Honestly, it's been going on for 22 years. There's a, there's, dude, we, already had one trans woman get killed by a u.s marine and yet nothing is happening but at the same time i'm also thankful for senator risa honteveros for like last june 16 she decided i'm gonna revive the bill you know it's been 22 years um i'm sorry to say but i don't think the philippines is that ready as well because we need to start with our households we need to start with our schools we need to start with our workplaces before the whole philippines will be ready because at the same time i've talked about this in back in college in my column that we need to start within our community. As long as there's heteronormativity, biphobia, and transphobia within the LGBTQIA community, it's going to be hard to, pro- to progress. So, yes, we are trying to pass the bill, but at the same time, let's start with our household, our schools, and our workplaces. I agree. And I feel like starting by starting with our communities, as simple as our household, workplace, I feel like just merely talking about it, constantly reading about it or having it, you know, this is why representation is really important as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's for people to see that there is nothing wrong with it. It's mm-hmm. that idea that there's nothing wrong with it. As long as there's representation, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. But you know, there's like like a handful of LGBT films, TV series, on mm-hmm. here in our country so i just i really disagree with that person who said that you know we are being noisy because you want attention i mean yeah we want attention because the attention being given to us is either not given or when it's given it's discrimination homophobia transphobia and i think there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes yeah we get media representation but have you noticed that most of the time in filipino films gay men are just a punchline Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and at the same time, yes, we do have progression, like you know, um, Game Boys and a lot of BL series. But at the same time, yeah, we do have uh, Pearl Next Door. But we still do have lo- We need to have local representation. Like, sadly, in MTRCB, same-sex kiss isn't allowed to be shown on local television. Like, you know, with my husband's lover, with which. 
some people love but at the same time i think it promotes that you know being gay being a gay man in their late uh, light late life is equivalent to a home wrecker and somehow the rich man's daughter is kind of okay but you know they had to they had to cut off the the kissing scene because mtrcb there's a lot of um censorship in this country in this in, in the philippines that we had to resort to uh, different formats but at the same time i do applaud these creators that make an effort to create proper representation that now straight men straight men and women would have to understand that oh being gay does not equalize to somebody being effeminate being a gay woman doesn't equalize to you know being a butch you know it's very heteronormative at the same time um it's it's a really really long process but we have we have to still recognize those creators we have to still recognize those actors we have to still recognize those uh production company and people that take a chance on this proper uh proper representation and very diverse um identification of our very very large community very very in a, a very um a spectrum a spectrum of colors and and people totally agree and you know we're running out of time because I did not spring for a a a upgraded mm-hmm. Zoom, but I have an outro. If there's one thing you would like to tell anyone who's struggling with their identity right now, or anyone in the closet, mm-hmm. or your younger self, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Getting to know your getting getting to know yourself doesn't have a timeline. Take your time. Be safe and find, you know, if you find a space where you feel safe, take advantage of it. Be who you are. It's going to be tough being in a, in a household where, you know, people can be homophobic. People can be, you know, um, ignorant. But there's always going to be a community that will accept you. There's going to be a person who will accept you. And, you know, value those people. And if you can't find those communities, if you can't find that person, be that person for other people. And then you'll find each other. I love that. I love that, especially the ending. That if you can't find those people, be those person. Be that person. I, wow, totally relate to that. Anyways, that was beautiful. Say <laughs> so much for having the time for me to interview you and you know with you just being here in the podcast and you know spreading knowledge about our rights human like lgbt right lgbtq rights trans rights it means a lot i i feel like even though this is just a podcast where few people listen i feel like it's one step to you know contributing to social progress and yeah well <laughs> so, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you as well. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Sage. Thank you as well for having me. I hope everyone stays safe and see you at Pride. <gasps> totally see you at Pride. I see you guys. Yeah. Yes. See you guys at Pride March. All right. All right, guys. All right. Thank you. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.